98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Richard Pine. The headlines. There are fresh calls for social distancing measures to be tightened up, with sources telling RTHK about at least 10 new coronavirus cases. Australia offers a pathway to residency for Hong Kong citizens following the imposition of the new national security law here. And the Constitutional Affairs Minister says authorities are investigating whether the pro-democracy camp's primaries violate election rules and new security legislation. Sources say there are at least 10 new coronavirus infections involving elderly residents of a care home where there have been a cluster of cases, taxi drivers and people linked to restaurants with infected staff and customers. Hopak Leung, an infectious disease expert from the University of Hong Kong, urged the government to reimpose strict measures that were introduced a few months ago. Meanwhile, the chairman of the Elderly Services Association urged the government to prepare facilities in case more elderly people needed to be quarantined. Kenneth Chan said they require special care. For example, those in wheelchairs require special washrooms. The president of the Public Doctors Association, Arasina Ma, has expressed concern about whether public hospitals can cope with a mass coronavirus outbreak after authorities reported 19 new local cases yesterday. Dr Ma said it was embarrassing that the hospital authority had started to resume normal services and revert some isolation wards back to normal when it was thought the pandemic was under control. Midsummer is also another peak season for admission and high occupancy rate. So we have already started plan for start normal service. But because of the sudden change of the condition in this week, we need to make a judgment, a new arrangement again. However, this is a very painful situation because, first of all, we got a large number of new confirmed cases. On the other hand, we also have quite high number of normal admission every day. Train services between Qingyi and Lai King stations have been suspended after a tugboat hit the Rambler Channel Bridge before noon. The MTR said the bridge had been closed for emergency checks. Airport express services between Qingyi and the airport have also been suspended. Australia is offering a pathway to residency for Hong Kong citizens following the imposition of the new national security law here. Vicky Wong reports. Australia has extended the visas by five years of around 10,000 Hong Kongers living in the country. The Prime Minister Scott Morrison said a pathway to Australian permanent residency would also be offered to Hong Kong citizens currently in the country on student or temporary work visas. He also announced that Australia would suspend its extradition agreement with Hong Kong because the security law constituted a fundamental change of circumstances in the SAR. Meanwhile, in an updated travel advisory, Canberra warned its citizens and residents in Hong Kong that they were at increased risk of detention in the SAR and urged them to reconsider their need to remain in the city. The government is investigating whether the opposition camp's planned primaries for prospective candidates for the upcoming Legislative Council election will violate the election ordinance and the national security law. Wendy Wong has more. The Secretary for Mainland and Constitutional Affairs, Eric Zhang, told the Oriental Daily newspaper that authorities have received complaints that this weekend's polls would manipulate and to interfere with September's electrical election. He added that some candidates have vowed to veto the budget to paralyze the government. The minister said authorities are investigating and would follow up if needed. Law Professor Benny Tai, a co-organizer of the primaries, called the secretary remarks ridiculous and accused him of interpreting the national security law in whichever way he wants. He said the Post did not advocate separatism and the money used to organize the primaries had not come from any foreign country. 
Professor Tai also pointed out that vetoing the budget is a constitutional right given by the basic law and not something banned by the national security law. The Confederation of Trade Unions says employers are making use of loopholes in a government job retention subsidy to exploit workers. Under the $80 billion scheme, businesses can get money to subsidize half of each worker's pay, up to a cap of $9,000 for up to six months. But the union says many companies are forcing workers to take indefinite unpaid leave, swap to casual work contracts, or have their wages reduced. The union says a fifth of the 47 complaints they received said companies have been cutting staff anyway. The group's chairwoman, Carol Ng, says some companies don't mind being fined for cutting staff since it's just a small amount. This extra amount of cash to any company is not form part of their cost. So if you're asking to find somebody, but just taking away a little part from your reward, would you treat it as a kind of fine? I don't think so. So that's why it's still encouraging these bad employers doing what they're doing now. A former senior civil servant says the government cannot mandate loyalty and it must be earned. Elizabeth Bosher, a former deputy secretary for economic services, was commenting after the government proposed all civil servants pledge allegiance to the Hong Kong SAR and declare to uphold the basic law. She said public staff were supposed to show support for the government and she questioned why this extra step was needed. Coming so soon after the implementation of the national security law here, Ms. Bosher said the Civil Service Bureau should meet with staff to restore morale. It's clear that civil servants have to support government policies. That has always been part of their basic responsibility. What civil servants feel privately is their own business, but in public they must be seen to support policies that are being put forward. But at the same time, it means that the leadership is key. The leadership has got to carry civil servants with them to the maximum extent possible. You cannot just mandate loyalty. It also has to be earned and it, it has to be built up through a conscious process of communication and trust building throughout the service. Foreign Minister Wang Yi says China's relations with the United States are facing their most serious challenge since diplomatic ties were established in the 1970s. He urged Washington to adopt what he called a more rational and pragmatic policy towards Beijing. Ties have worsened dramatically since the coronavirus emerged in China, with Donald Trump accusing the authorities there of attempting to stage a cover-up. The charity Oxfam says more people could die from hunger as a result of the coronavirus crisis than from the disease itself. In a report, Oxfam says the pandemic has disrupted food supplies and harvests in many countries. The BBC's Naomi Grimley has more details. The UN has already warned that 122 million more people could be pushed to the brink of starvation as a result of the social and economic fallout from the pandemic. Oxfam cites some of the problems faced by countries such as Yemen. Remittances, the money sent home by Yemeni migrants to help their families, have plummeted by 80% because of mass job losses across the Gulf. Among the wealthier nations, India is facing huge food supply problems after lockdown restrictions left farmers without migrant labour at the peak of the harvest season. The number of people who've tested positive for the coronavirus in the United States has officially passed 3 million. The milestone comes as the Trump administration is increasingly under fire for its handling of the outbreak, with cases still surging. In some southern and western states, including Texas, Florida and Arizona, hospitals are struggling to cope. Dr. Andrew Pateski is the intensive care director at Jackson South Medical Center in Miami. He's called for Americans to embrace wearing face masks. 
I believe masks are going to be the key to going forward in this country and trying to have a normal life because COVID's not going away anytime soon. I would love Americans to have the same fervor towards the mask that we had during World War II when we all came together. I don't see that in today's people caring about their fellow Americans the same way. New guidelines on the safe reopening of schools in the U.S. are to be issued after President Trump criticized those drawn up by health experts as too strict and expensive. The Trump administration is making a concerted push for schools to reopen as scheduled next term and has threatened to cut off federal funding for those that don't. But the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, said the White House couldn't force states to take such action. School reopenings are a state decision, period. That is the law and that is the way we're going to proceed. It's not up to the President of the United States. There is something called the Constitution that guides government power, and then there are a series of laws that are based on that Constitution, and the President does not have the authority to open schools. The U.S. State Department has angrily dismissed a United Nations report that found the American drone strike, which killed a senior Iranian general in Iraq, had violated international law. A spokeswoman said it whitewashed General Qasim Soleimani's, who she called one of the world's deadliest terrorists. Here's the BBC's David Willis. In a report that's due to be presented to the UN Human Rights Council on Thursday, the special rapporteur on extrajudicial killings, Agnes Kalamar, criticized the targeting of an official of another nation on the territory of a third country and concluded that since the US had failed to prove that General Soleimani was planning an attack against the US at the time of his death, the drone strike constituted an arbitrary killing and a violation of the UN Charter on Human Rights. A US State Department spokeswoman said the report proved the US was right to leave the Human Rights Council. Climate experts warn there is a growing chance that global temperatures will exceed the critical threshold of 1.5 Celsius above pre-industrial levels within the next five years. The BBC's Matt McGraw reports. Researchers say that the Earth's average annual temperature is already more than one degree Celsius higher than it was in the 1850s, and it will likely stay around this level over the next five years. In fact, scientists say the chances of breaching 1.5 C in one of these years has doubled to stand at 20%. There's also a 70% chance that one or more months before 2024 will go above this critical threshold, agreed by world leaders in the Paris Climate Pact. Some parts of the world will feel this rising heat more than others, with the Arctic likely to warm by twice the global average this year. To stocks in a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,250. That's 136 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $111 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 107.25 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 13 cents. The pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 79 cents. Now to sport, here's Adam Chun. We start with football. Liverpool remain on course to beat Manchester City's record of 100 points in an English Premier League season. Mo Salah scored twice for the champions in a 3-1 win at Brighton. Jordan Henderson got the other Liverpool goal. They now have 92 points with four games to play, but manager Jurgen Klopp insists they're not thinking about the record and will approach the rest of the season one game at a time. We're not thinking about the next four opponents and, and look at them and think we will, we will get there 12, 10 or whatever points. 
I, I, I never did that. I can't do that. We, we play against Burnley. Burnley is a, is a result machine, obviously. I couldn't respect more what they are doing. Uh, played away, won against West Ham, come out to us and will fight with all they have. So that's what we have to do as well. After that, we play Arsenal in a really good moment. After that, we play against Chelsea in a really good moment. Fine. How could I assume we get all these points? So we, I think, from now on about the Burnley game. Elsewhere in the Premier League, second place Manchester City thrash Newcastle 5-0. Sheffield United are up to seventh in the table after a stoppage time winner from John Egan gave them a 1-0 win at home to Wolves. The Blades are just one point outside of a place in the Europa League, but manager Chris Wilder says they're not thinking about Europe just yet. Nobody's talked about anything apart from, you know, putting a shift in and... Um and, and putting a performance in and, um, you know, whatever it will be, it will be. You know, we wanted to move our points total from 48 uh, and we've moved it. So it's a big three points for us. Uh, but just, I thought just the manner of the win, really, as I said, stretched, um, tired bodies out there, you know, all, all, all round. It's, I've, 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 uh, as, as I said, it's a, it's, a, it's a big performance and a big result for us. Burnley were 1-0 winners at West Ham thanks to a first-half goal from Jay Rodriguez. West Ham remained four points above the relegation zone. In Spain, Luis Suarez scored for Barcelona as they knocked Espanyol out of La Liga. The BBC's Colum Harrison has details. Barcelona kept alive their hopes of pipping Real Madrid to the Primera Liga title. Luis Suarez scored the only goal of the game as Barca beat their city rivals Espanyol to close the gap on the leaders Real Madrid to just one point. The result, though, means Espanyol are relegated after 26 years in the top division. Elsewhere, fifth place Villarreal won 3-1 at sixth place Getafe and Real Betis beat Osasuna 3-0. And finally, as expected, this year's Ryder Cup has been postponed until 2021. The COVID-19 pandemic means the golf tournament cannot be staged safely with spectators present. The next edition will be played at Whistling Street in Wisconsin from the 24th to the 26th of September next year. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, the top stories once again. There are fresh calls for social distancing measures to be tightened up, with sources telling RTHK about at least 10 new coronavirus cases. Australia offers a pathway to residency for Hong Kong citizens following the imposition of the new national security law here. And the Constitutional Affairs Minister says authorities are investigating whether the pro-democracy camp's primaries violate election rules and new security legislation. The news from RTHK. Stop stars, but things gonna be good. We got everything we need in our neighborhood. No fancy cars. Remember when we were 15, smoking in the park? Never really noticed you, but I was falling hard. Remember Jimmy's pickup, drunk driving in the dark. If I think about it now, we didn't think at all. Oh.
up to Jimmy's still the same The old tree in our backyard Still scarred by our names Hanging on to everyone and all that we did at the time Welcome to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, this Thursday afternoon. Thursday the 9th of July is today's date. Thank you, thank you to Phil for this morning's Morning Brew. And we do have a, a rather busy program for you to follow. Hope you'll be enjoying the 123 Show also. Just after half past one, we're going to be talking about Jade. That's right. Jade and uh, how to choose a beautiful piece of jade. As you know, you know, Hong Kong is famous for its jade market, but often uh, times you can get tricked if you're not looking uh, properly. So we'll be joined by jade collector uh, Agnes Jung, and she'll be uh, chatting about sort of the ABCs of jade, how to choose uh, jade and also its pricing. And uh, we hope to also bring you that interview on Facebook Live as well. So feel free to join us on Facebook Live. Um, the address to do so is Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. And uh, after the 2 o'clock news, it's uh, Thursday Chinwag with Sadia Osmani. And this week, Sadia will be talking about heat and humidity and also about sweating and why some people handle um, the heat better than others. Um, maybe you're one of them. I'm definitely a, I'm definitely quite sweaty. Talking about it is actually making me sweaty. So feel free to drop us an email anytime in the course of today's program. Uh, 123show at rthk.hk. You can also join us on Facebook, which is Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. Was I just talking about how sweaty I am? Awkward. It's understandable. It's 31 degrees right now. Everybody's sweaty. And so this song is Drink Up by Train. (laughs) 